Welcome to Inbound Sales Journey. If you want to hone your sales skills and learn from the leaders on inbound selling, you've come to the right place. This episode of Inbound Sales Journey is brought to you by Do Inbound, the world's first project and process management platform built specifically for inbound marketing agencies. Learn more at doinbound.com. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan and Greg. Welcome back to another episode of Inbound Sales Journey. I am Ryan, joined by Gray, and we are on episode 113. That's right, 113, as we probably talked about 100 episodes ago, my favorite number being 13. I feel a special connection in this episode. I'm sure everyone remembers that. I would imagine, for those (laughs) loyal listeners who've stayed with us for two plus years, that 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 probably meant something, and I'll probably get a couple couple notes here congratulating me on uh, episode number 113. Not that I'm pleading and begging for them. But uh but hey, if they come, I won't I won't block them. I won't send them to spam. I'll help your sender score. <laughs> so if for no other reason, send me an email. Higher sender score. Just kidding. All right. Sorry this, to interrupt. Carry on. This episode is not about your sender score. It is in fact about your team and your client slash prospects. Dun 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 team versus prospects so here here's the situation um we have gone through this ourselves we've had a lot of agencies who have also told us that they've gone through this so we felt like it would be good to address uh and that is the issue of really i think gray of of disrespect uh Hmm. and that is it comes up in whether it's sometimes sometimes it's during the sales process which baffles me like we talked a little bit about aggressive prospects um, a few episodes before this, but didn't get too too deep into it. Um, but but certainly bad clients who are being disrespectful for the team and just how to handle that, how to deal with that, um, and what to do there. So we had a situation with a client that was pretty disrespectful to some internal team members, and I won't steal your thunder, Gray. I'll let you maybe lay that out a little bit, but maybe I guess just trying to help provide some helpful nuggets for you guys on how to approach this and how to think about this. Um, so we'll, we'll get into that in the end, but maybe story time first, Greg. Well, yeah, we talked about, I mean, we kind of talked about some of this stuff uh, earlier this season when we talked about bringing back a salesperson or having a salesperson be involved in what it looks like to fire clients and some of that stuff. But you do have a decision to make. So in this situation, specifically a client who just kept demanding more and more stuff and nothing was good enough blog posts were getting sent back for all these revisions. And um, there were some things, this was pretty early on um, with us at, at Guava Box, where there were things that weren't covered in the contract, like how many revisions of a blog post do we do? And it was stupid little stuff. Um, like, hey, can we add this link in here? Um, so I I think, I mean, ultimately, what ha- this got really frustrating just took it and dealt with it for a little while and then realized, listen, we have a choice to make here. We can either step up to the plate and say, this is not the way that this is going to go down um, and kind of go to bat for our team members and lay out some ground rules. And if those can be played by, then we'll keep doing business together. Or on the flip side, things could, uh, things could fall apart. And so if we make that choice, you're risking, at that point, a pretty substantial monthly retainer and a, and a decent chunk of our uh, recurring revenue. So you're you're putting 
some of the you know you're putting some business on the table if you uh, if you do that and taking a risk. But the flip side is, are we going to say instead that our client matters more than our internal team members, and just keep letting them have to deal with this and be unhappy and be dissatisfied and risk turnover or low morale or um, things just kind of going to pieces and building a culture where team members don't think that we have their back when things aren't going well. So as you might have guessed, I think just by the way that I frame that, obviously the right decision is <clears throat> go to bat for your team members. Maybe that's not even obvious, actually. That, <clears throat> you know, in hindsight, that seems obvious. The business succeeded and kept going and growing. But <clears throat> at the time, that was a risk and that was a decision to be made that may have led, if we couldn't replace that revenue, to somebody needing to be let go or multiple team members needing to be let go. Um, obviously, pay cuts. I mean, there's consequences that come from that that make those decisions a lot of times in the moment not obvious. But the right decision, in my mind, what I'm going to advocate for is you got to stick up for your team internally. So I think that, and I think most people would agree, yeah, you need to stick up for your team. I think that where this kind of breaks down or where people have trouble with this is what are the things, when is the right time to stick up for your team? How do you stick up for your team? How do you set ground rules and um, and convey this stuff proactively to clients about what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. So I've got some thoughts there, Ryan. Is there anything kind of to kick us off that you have um, in terms of what you've seen either go well or go poorly or what you'd recommend in terms of protecting your team while also protecting clients and obviously the client base and revenue base that's the that's the lifeblood of your agency? I think that uh, it's pretty easy to be blinded by money uh, in a lot of ways and have that kind of be the the thing that is most valuable to you and really make you hesitant in where in a normal case if someone was speaking to your team member that way and money wasn't an option or it wasn't like the the big thing weighing over you it would be very obvious what the decision is which is like this is unacceptable and can't happen but then you you start to think as a as an owner or someone looking at profit and think, well, just we'll just throw like random numbers out there, but okay, this is a ten thousand dollar a month retainer, and this person makes five thousand dollars a month. <laughs> so right. So like, this is a really big loss if I st if we end up losing it, especially like we're pretty small when that happened with Guava Box. Yep. And like you said, that was a pretty substantial amount of our retainer, and then it really becomes a an issue of can I pay this person I'm protecting. If we don't have this right. revenue, yeah, am I really here. protecting them or not protecting them? Right. So it's very, I think it's very easy to rationalize. Well, they can either be treated kind of poorly by the client and have a job, or I can let them go and we might not be able to find a quick enough retainer and then I have to fire them. So really, I'm protecting them by letting them get right. walked over. Which that's purely a rationalization on your part to to say like to say that. And I think that respect and like decency should should rise above that but i know it's like hard it's really hard when it comes down to mm -hmm. like personal finances and stuff and well company finances so yep yeah well so i think in terms of how you address this number one is uh at not necessarily the very first time that anything comes up and it, this was a case too where there were some cultural differences where with an international client um and so you need to be aware of the way that business might get done in different places or the attitude that people have. But beyond that, regardless of that, you still have a team who's in whatever culture you're in or whatever cultures you're in. 
and hopefully you have an internal team culture where some of these things and values, I guess some of the values and norms are defined. And I think communicating that, whether that is uh, on that first, you know, now one of the ways that gets addressed is gets addressed in a project kickoff call. That doesn't usually, at least uh, what I'm about to get into, doesn't usually come up during the sales process. But typically a project kickoff call with your team and their team, you go over how do we communicate about things, <clears throat> kind of review, hopefully during the sales process you've reviewed from the contract what happens in these situations. But you're going to go through some of that stuff in a project kickoff call, depending on what project or what piece is happening. You go through this, but what communication is acceptable? What are the ways that we take communication, that we take feedback? How many revisions are included? What happens if something isn't up to snuff? Um, who to contact for what, what mediums are used, that type of thing. That stuff's all going to get included now in a project kickoff call where it wasn't before. Um, <clears throat> it was like, hey, Gray's going to be the person for you to talk to for this, and uh, here's his email. So by addressing some of that, now you've started to set some ground rules without having to be <clears throat> aggressive or confrontational, but just putting that out there, kind of letting them know here's here's what works and what doesn't. Not necessarily the first time. Sometimes the first time if it's egregious. If it's not egregious, then it might have just been a cultural difference or just someone having a rough day and something minor comes up where they get a little bit upset, a little bit aggressive. That'll happen, Um, especially in business, especially when people are under a time crunch on certain projects. That kind of stuff will happen. But either at that point or the second point, we'll try and make it a point not – in the moment to uh, approach that when somebody's emotions might be high, but approach that after the fact, whether with a phone call, typically the more direct, the better, but just say, Hey, that, uh, here's kind of what, here's what our team felt from that. Uh, give the person the opportunity to explain what happened if, if needed, but basically just kind of a gentle reminder of, Hey, that's not the way that we do things here at our business. So I think the more that you do that along the way, typically that's going to take care of 90 plus percent of issues that would come up where um, somebody might get a little bit out of line or just say something they didn't mean to say. You address it quickly. It gets resolved and you move forward from there. In a case where that continues, having an escalation plan where I don't really want, as much as I love my team members to take ownership of everything, I don't really want someone who's uh, an intern or uh, or isn't isn't necessarily like a chief client strategist or account strategist or anything making the call on when to blow things up and escalate things with a client. So I think just having an escalation plan of, hey, if this happens, keep me clued in. We're going to have con- consistent check-ins with the team members. And if any of this stuff happens, let me know. I'll call them up and I'll have that conversation. But I'm the person who's ultimately responsible as the agency owner so let me be involved in making those decisions as much as possible um i think for especially for a relatively small team that works really well and it allows you to get involved and typically that's going to solve another subset of problems when an agency owner comes back and gets involved in the situation and tells the client what's going on typically that will signal to the client that this is this is also pretty serious so Having that plan. And then at the end of the day, the call in that situation was made. This is not going to work out. Some things to keep in mind. Tell the client completely, honestly, 
be honest, be upfront with them and let them know. Don't beat around the bush and say, well, we're not delivering the results we thought we could deliver or you don't seem happy. So we think we should just call this quits. If you present it like that, you're certainly giving the client the opportunity to try and come up with a, um, with a response to that about why things should keep going and whatever it was. And, um, instead you just want to say, this isn't working out for us for these reasons. And it's gone far enough. Now we've given you these warnings or whatever. It's gone far enough now that at the end of this month, the contract is, we're going to terminate the contract. This is your 30 day warning or whatever. And then we'll move on from here. So you want to go in firm once you've made that decision. Um, and it make sure you don't leave clients in a lurch, do whatever you can to end the relationship on a positive note and ultimately protect your, your team members, clue them into the decision-making process, the conversation, keep them updated on what's going on. And obviously go back and figure out what you could have done better as a team earlier in the process and learn from those experiences, but you have to protect your team. So that's the long winded, uh, long winded story and some points along the way, but ultimately that's what it boils down to is take care of the, take care of the team keep in mind that your team's always watching what you're doing as well whether it's talked about after right away or not i think your character really comes through and how you stand for your team you know you hired these people um they are your responsibility and obviously financial is part of that which is why i gave the example of when it's tough you know if you know financially this could really hurt the agency if the agency's small um but ultimately character super important and you know, you hire these people and you have an obligation to them to, to protect their best interests as well and make sure that they're not, you know, if there's something blatant going on, obviously that's, that's one. Yeah. Well, that's definitely true that people are always watching and you never want to throw <clears throat> any of your team members under the bus, even if they were the ones who, I think that's part of protecting your team too, is even if they're the ones who make the mistake, you don't say, well, my developer just built that wrong. Sorry about that. Like I'll talk to him and he won't do that again. <clears throat> I've heard people talk about whether that's the right or wrong way to do it. I personally am not a big fan of that. So even if somebody um, recently, like if a copywriter misspells somebody's name or somebody's company name that they interviewed, you can't go back and just say, well, my copywriter screwed that up. Um, We'll get that fixed. You just need to take responsibility for that stuff and not push that blame off on other people because other people are going to, watch that and pay attention to how that gets handled and that will then be the culture of the team and the norm so don't be a blame pusher as agency owner somebody on the sales side of things you're the person owning and leading some of those relationships so step up and uh and help your team out life lessons with gray and ryan there you go (laughs) all right cool we'll end it there uh so next week we'll be back talking a little bit about how uh, agency owners can best support uh, they're, they're sales team members, so this is something that I think will be really helpful, just good practical advice uh, for how you can set your, uh, your sales team up for success the best. Uh, until then, have a great week and keep on selling. Thank you for listening to Inbound Sales Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash salesjourney. That's doinbound, all one word, dot com slash salesjourney. Today's show was brought to you by the Agency Sales System, the online course designed specifically to teach you how to build a rock-solid agency sales system inside your HubSpot CRM. Learn more at doinbound.com slash salescourse. That's doinbound, all one word, dot com slash salescourse. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to iTunes and subscribe, and make sure to leave us a review of the show. 
Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.